thanks very much for joining me today uh, all about restaurants so what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be running through the a basic framework which i've put together to try to help you guys everyone actually go out eat at restaurants and feel a little bit more confident about what you're doing so that you can, can you know go out and enjoy food which is ultimately what you want we want you to be doing but at the same time continue to make progress and kind of have that confidence that you're going to be able to continue to do it uh, long term as well as to make progress in the short term so the first thing we're going to do as we always do we're going to start off by trying to make sure that we identify what the problem is now the main problem is that the portion sizes in restaurants tend to be actually pretty big. I mean, not necessarily as big as this, but for the average person, the average portion size in a restaurant tends to be larger than what potentially what it is that they might need. The other thing is that typically restaurants use very sort of rich ingredients. So they use lots of oils when they're cooking. They don't hold back on making sure there's enough carbohydrate in there. They know like sweet sauces, all this kind of stuff. And obviously, that makes it taste really nice, it makes the restaurant experience really lovely, but it doesn't necessarily help you when you're thinking about you know, going out and trying to make sure that you're um, you know, continuing to drop fat, you're continuing to get stronger and fitter and all that kind of stuff. So the big issue really is that we have a conflict in that on the one hand, you wanna go out, you wanna enjoy food, I do, I know you do, we wanna be able to go and eat out and feel, feel good about the process rather than feeling guilty and anxious about it. But at the same time, we need to have some kind of structure in place so that it doesn't derail progress and ultimately mess up all the hard work that we've been sort of putting in for, for the rest of the week if we're going out for dinner on a, on a weekend. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to run through that. So first thing is that what I've done is I've broken it down. As far as I'm concerned, there are sort of three different archetypes of people that are going out for dinner. And what I want you to do when you're watching this through is to actually work out which one of the three you think that you would put yourself into. Um, obviously, these might, might change week to week, but generally speaking, I think it's fairly consistent. And then I've got sort of three different approaches on how you should be dealing with going out uh, in order to make sure that it actually fits with your, um, it fits with your sort of your routine and it fits with your, your plan so that you're continuing to make progress. So, what we're going to be doing is we're going to start with the, the one at the top, which is what I would call the, the socialite. So this is somebody who's going out for dinner sort of more than three times a week, which for some people, including myself, sounds like a lot, um, but it does happen. So, for example, we have people who have kind of business dinners. So they're going out talking to clients, doing a bit of schmoozing or whatever it is they're doing. Um, maybe go out for dinner with the, the partner at the weekend, going out on dates. Like it's all this kind of stuff can actually mean that you're adding up quite a lot of going out. And it might just be... Um, you know, this might be something that you do regularly, or it might be something, say, for example, around a Christmas time or around, uh, talking to a client earlier about Jewish holidays, you know, they all come up in the same, um, sort of in a similar kind of time. If you may find actually, you know, every now and again, you fall into this category. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run you through what it is I think that you should be doing if, if that's for you. The next level down is sort of like the, the, the weekender. So someone who maybe goes out of a weekend, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe sometimes three times. Um, and sort of the Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. But for the most of the time, you know, they are, you know, eating at home and they, they you know, it's, it's the vast majority of what they're eating is, is at home and it's prepared. And then the last one is someone who doesn't really go out for dinner very often at all. Um, and somebody who tends to go out for sort of big events. So less than once a week. So going out for a birthday, going out to see a friend they haven't seen in a while. And actually going out for dinner for them isn't sort of like a hobby. It's something that they do every now and again 
in order to you know connect with people have fun enjoy their food and all that kind of stuff so the first one is the socialite and the sort of the tagline for this one is you need to treat going out to a restaurant just like any other meal if you're going out more than three times a week if you're going out you know five nights a week or, or you know that kind of thing you can't really be going to the restaurant and having the same kind of experience that you would do if it was a one-off because if you go out and you have five three course meals in a week then realistically you know i know we all know that you're not going to you know continue to make any kind of good progress because of just the sheer number of calories that you're going to be consuming so what you need to do if you're eating out this regularly and you still want to make progress with regards to your fat loss and all that kind of stuff is you need to start thinking about this when i go out to eat at a restaurant i eat the same as i would do at home so i don't do um you know i don't go for all the the frivolities and all that kind of stuff so first thing to think of if you can try to choose the restaurant that you go to or at least try to influence the restaurant that you're going to so some restaurants are way better on portion sizes on foods in terms of picking things that are sort of you know nutritious dinners um, and if you have any kind of influence whatsoever on that sometimes you don't so say for example you're going out with a client and they pick the restaurant um, obviously you don't have any interest or you don't have any influence but if you do have some influence try to sort of steer it towards something where you know you can get something where maybe for example you know the the menu or you know you know you can get something which is likely to be fairly similar to the kind of thing you might eat when you're at home if you're somebody who does do again a lot of working dinners and that kind of stuff generally speaking you tend to go to the same kinds of places and so you should have a good idea of where you can get what it is that you you need to be getting that's not always an option so if it is an option then go for it but if it's not then it's really not a big deal the next thing to think about is to stick to a main course so the job of a restaurant is to try to convince you as you know as is, is good fun to have you know starters sides multiple drinks desserts you know all the stuff at the end coffees whatever you're having all that kind of stuff and really make it into a big event where you're having a huge amount of food really and if you're doing that five days a week it's not going to work for you so very very important thing here is just stick to a main course try and get something which is you know is, is sort of a generally a good good choice high nutrient density low calories if possible but just generally just starting by sticking to a main is going to make a big difference if people are obviously because there is a social element to it. If, um, if people are sort of saying, oh, let's get starters, let's get desserts, the very least that you can do is just say, you know, does anyone want to share? Um, that tends to go down fairly well. Usually somebody will go for that. Um, and if it is super duper awkward, then when we get to the end of it, I've got an idea, it's okay. Um, but if, you, if it's in your control, then what I would suggest is you, you try and stick to just going to the mains. What, one of the strategies that I do recommend that people do if they're on this kind of schedule is to what's termed backloading their calories and backloading basically means trying to push most of your calories to the end of the day as opposed to front load front loading which means to having most of them at breakfast that means that if you know that you're going to uh, you know going out for a, a what is probably a bigger meal of an evening then I want you to make sure that you're saying, okay, so, you know, do I need to have a little bit less for breakfast, a little bit less for lunch um, to try to accommodate so that when you get to that meal, you are actually genuinely hungry so that you are eating to satisfy your hunger as opposed to you eating normally and then getting there. You're not really that hungry, but then you're overeating anyway, because that will, that will make a big difference. Also increasing the activity. So it might sound silly, but you know, walking to the restaurant rather than getting the tube or um, driving or whatever it is can make a difference. It actually does affect your body's ability to be able to process the food and the nutrients, which is really important. 
and um, generally speaking, standard rules apply. So if you're currently working on making sure that you're getting in a couple of portions of veg, if you're currently working on mindful eating, if you're currently working on making sure that you're getting a, I don't know, a palm-sized portion of protein, the rules still apply when you go out for dinner, whether you're at home or whether you're you know, at a restaurant. Because if you're doing this five days a week, then you need to you know, stick to the sort of the standard rules. Um, I bear in mind that obviously this was more appropriate when you know there wasn't a coronavirus pandemic so and now this is actually probably much less likely to be happening in terms of especially like the work stuff but um it probably hopefully will come back to being relevant again um and if this is you then this is that's the the sort of the framework that i would like you to to kind of stick to the second thing is uh the weekender so this is the sort of person who's going out maybe one twice once twice possibly three times a week um and this nicely fits into our our definition of we want to make sure that you're doing things sort of 80 to 90 percent of the time this means that you can actually say this is your this is your 10 to 20 percent of your week in terms of your meals and so you can afford to you know to sort of ease up a bit actually take some time have some extra stuff enjoy your food um and you know not quite be quite so um sort of rigid as you might be if you're going out sort of four five six nights a week what I'd suggest is try and pick between, say, saying, you know, sides, starters or desserts. Um, you don't necessarily need to have all of them. So if you're, you're thinking, OK, so actually, do you know what? The highest value thing for me is I really like to have a nice dessert when I finished, then potentially you don't need to have a starter. So just thinking about it from the kind of think about it from the intuitive eating perspective, how much do you actually need in order to, to you know, satiate your hunger? the the food that you eat in order to satiate your hunger will be the most enjoyable food anyway um, because that it really is the best seasoning so just starting to think about potentially going out for two or three sort of three course meals in a week is really gonna is really gonna screw you over the same thing with uh, low calorie sort of drinks i would recommend very much that you start to think about maybe um, having the sort of the slimline tonic with, with in a gin and tonic where you're having uh, diet coke or you're having soda or you're having water um, if you're you know if you're going soft or whatever it is that kind of thing again if you're going out two or three times a week those those things can really add up in terms of adding in an extra few sort of hundred or possibly thousand calories into your meal so or into your week so that can that can really make a difference and if you can just think about it instead of saying yes i want to relax and yes i want to have a dessert or yes i want to have this nice starter that i like combining that with saying okay well that's all i'm going to have as an extra on top of my main and i'm going to keep the drinks low cal you stand a very good chance of actually continuing to make good progress on that front so just start to it's basically a question of picking your picking your battles and picking what matters most to you the last one is the person that's going out every now and again and as far as I'm concerned, if you're going out one less than once a week, I don't want you really to worry about it. I want you to go away. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to socialize, have whatever you, um, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. The standard rules still apply in the sense that there is, there is no sense in you eating well beyond the point of satisfaction. But at the same time, if you do sort of eat overeat a little bit, that shouldn't make a difference if the, you know, if it's only once or you know twice a month or something like that it that will really make no difference to your long-term progress so the main thing to do is actually think about this as an opportunity to relax an opportunity to actually enjoy your food to sort of really sort of cement that relationship with food that you know food can be enjoyable food can be something that you enjoy um, and not going into it feeling anxious and thinking to myself oh i'm going to mess it up i'm not going to follow the rules and all that kind of stuff so 
that's the basic framework. So depending upon where you are in your life, whether it's all the time or maybe you might slide up and down it like we like to do in terms of you know, what's going on right now, that's the kind of thing that I want you to be doing and that's the kind of way that I want you to approach eating out at a restaurant. To finish off, uh, there's a few little bits and bobs that I wanted to talk about, which are sort of things to note just to make you make sure you're making a good decision and you're making it for the right reasons. Now, the first one is, is portion sizes, okay? So as you can see, this is Shaquille O'Neal, who's a basketball player, and next to him is a very tiny girlfriend or wife, or whatever it is. If they, both, if they both go out for dinner and they both order, I don't know, a steak or whatever, they're gonna get given the same size portion, which is completely ridiculous based on the fact that he probably weighs three times as much as she does, which means pretty simply that he needs to be getting three times as much per meal as she does, not taking into account the fact that he's probably got much more muscle mass relatively than she does. His metabolism is also relatively higher than hers, despite the fact that it's also three times absolutely bigger. Portion sizes in restaurants are standard. So if you are a woman specifically, because you tend to have smaller uh, muscle mass and lower sort of metabolism naturally, and you are generally a smaller person, so you're under average height, then your portion sizes that you get at restaurants will always be too big. And you need to be conscious of that. There is no getting around it. It's unfair on that front because you're thinking, well, I can never eat as much as everyone else because I'm smaller. I like to think of it as you don't have to pay so much to look to, you know, to, to feed yourself of a week. If you're bigger, it costs more. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, it's, but it's something to be conscious of. So if you're, if you're going out and you're sitting next to your friend who's 50% bigger than you, realistically, they should be having 50% more food per meal. Um, and that's something that really throws off a lot of people, specifically women who are of a sort of lower than average height sort of persuasion. The other thing is just bear in mind the cooking style in restaurants. So the job of a restaurant is to make something that tastes fantastic, not something that is, you know, is sort of low calorie nutrient dense. And so they are not going to be afraid about pouring butter all over your food. They're not going to be afraid about deep frying their garlic and their rosemary before you put your steak in it. They, they're going to put on as much as they think that they need to in order to make it taste good. So just be very conscious of when you're going out, if you get a side of vegetables, the chances are it's going to be dressed in something and it's going to be covered in butter and oil and all that kind of stuff. So just be, just be conscious. So just that that is always going to be there. Don't let it get in the way of enjoying your food, but don't also sort of go overboard and, and not and sort of be naive to the fact that the same thing that you're eating at a restaurant is very likely to have a higher calorie content than the same thing that you're making for yourself at home. The last one, as far as I'm concerned, this one's the most important one, is get your house in order. And by that, I mean, if you're sort of saying to me, I'm not sure about eating out, I don't know what to do, I think it's, I think it's ruining my progress and all that kind of stuff. The very first thing that I'm going to, going to think about is, well, are you doing all the stuff that you should be when you're not eating out? And when you're, is it just a Tuesday afternoon? Is your lunch good? Is your breakfast good? Are you making sure that you're not doing all of the, is it all the basic stuff that doesn't involve social pressure, that doesn't involve having to sort of going around to people's houses for dinner or whatever, going at restaurants, all that stuff that makes eating out awkward. The stuff at home is, is fully under your control. And I would suggest that if you have any kind of issue in terms of feeling guilty about going out, feeling anxiety about sort of what it is that you should be picking, saying no to going out because um, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, I can't do another meal out because it's not going to work. If you're, if you're feeling that, the first thing you need to do is you need to make sure that you're doing enough activity, you're getting enough sleep, you're making sure that you're training properly, you're making sure that your food that you're preparing at home is, is really good quality, you're eating according to your hunger signals, all that kind of stuff. Because if you get that sorted, 
actually you can go out and you can enjoy the food and you can get that kind of that positive um, sort of relationship booster with your food that actually food is enjoyable and it is something that you can you know really derive a lot of pleasure from as opposed to that sort of feeling of I just I you know I feel guilty about going out and it's, it's ruining it and it's you know it's it's that sort of that feeling of anxiety so make sure you get your house in order before you start worrying about the fact that people are take, asking you out for, you know asking you out to go for dinner the uh, if you actually follow this, then the main benefits are quite straightforward in that firstly, it should allow you to enjoy your restaurant experience more, because as I've just said, if you have all of your sort of if your stars are all aligned and everything's in order, then you're actually going to have that kind of that freedom and you're not going to have that sense of anxiety when you're going out, which means you're going to enjoy your food more. Hopefully you'll, you know, eat it slowly, taste it, all that kind of stuff. And you will actually sort of get that box ticked in terms of I've eaten something that's really nice and I've enjoyed it but it's also just gonna make the whole process that much more calm. And it's not gonna be a big problem. It's not gonna be this big sort of looming thing that's hanging over you that's you know, getting in the way. If you've got a structure in place, you should therefore be able to actually really enjoy it and just come from a place of calm. So that's it for now. Hope that was good. Um, if you have any questions about that kind of stuff, then of course you can always ask me, um, but otherwise I'll, I'll speak to you next time. Cheers.